they literally get hundreds of dollars a day by men. And then on the weekends. By doing what? What do strippers do? They be on the pole and tricking and stuff. And, and you will, you will be okay with me doing that? Yes. If we're making money off of it, yes. You don't even like me wearing clothes that are crop tops. But you're not making money off of it, or you're not making a hundred dollars a day off wearing. So crop you want me to be a stripper so we can be rich? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so to our listeners, um, y'all might hear the wine glasses in the mics because we are also live and drinking wine. Yeah. But anyway, welcome back, everybody. Hey. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited. It's been a long time since I've been in this beach. Hey, <laughs> it's Kim. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. I'm excited to be back, y'all. I had a lot of shit going on, but I'm here. And I'm excited. I'm Brandy. <laughs> and it's Dario. <laughs> hey, guys. What's hey. been going on? Uh, yeah, what's the updates? Um, I'm having basement issues, but it's fine because God is good. Um, I started my second to last semester of school ever. Praise Jesus. God is good. Yay. Um... I think that's it. Was I on here with my birth before my birthday? I don't think I was on here after my birthday. So my birthday went well. Went to Atlanta, threw a cookout. Had a great night at living room. I'm never coming to one of your cookouts again. All right. Um, I had a great time. Um, but I think that's it for me. I think everything was cool. Now your cookout was cool, but you know, things happen. It's always something. It's none of my business, B. It is your business. Catch me up. Everybody's business, but it'd be my business because... (laughs) I would definitely catch you up afterwards. Okay. What are your updates? (sighs) Um, (laughs) Well, I guess I can announce that I am moving. Yay! Yay. Key the whatever sound inserted. Um... (laughs) It's been a long journey, guys. I have been living with my parents the past few years, so it's been a lot. I don't know if I ever told that story on this show. I'm not going to go into details because it's just a lot, and it's been rough. But I'm thankful that I am finally able to give my boys a home. They are so excited. I'm excited to have space. And, yeah. Um, what else? I mean, I guess my business has been broadcasted on social media by my son. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many, I was scrolling through my messages today and I noticed so many people texting and that I didn't respond to. So everybody, thank you for reaching out because I didn't get to respond to everybody's DM or text or answer my phone because it was just a mess. But we're doing good. He's doing good. I'm just, thank God that he was found and brought home safely and yeah so those are my updates good for me that looks dangerous i know but here we are um <laughs> nothing too much has been going on um work i did go on vacation went to miami for a few days that was a good time um, that's really it. I haven't been doing anything. I'm gonna go on vacation. It was a good time. 
I think that I want to try to at least go somewhere every other month. It doesn't have to be a big trip, but even like a little road trip or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Just to get away. It's just nice to get Clear away. And then do like a bigger trip that requires a flight. Maybe mm-hmm. like two or three times a year. The way the flight's been though lately, I'm kind of scared. So we booked um, Spirit coming mm-hmm. back just because it was cheap. And right when we booked, all that stuff started coming out Did about they cancel how them? flights was getting canceled coming out of Florida and all of these issues were happening. So I was like, well, shit. They did not cancel our flight, but they delayed it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get the flight was supposed to leave at 9 p.m. We didn't leave till like 11 p.m. So that messed me up getting back. I was tired all last week, but it wasn't too bad. Like the flight was well, <laughs> this lady started cussing somebody out as soon as we got on the plane. I was like, oh shit, here we go. Oh, you're going to be on the uh, internet. I know somebody that got stuck in Texas for like almost two days. It was crazy. Well, yeah, I think their whole airline is going to fold at this point because all the employees were like, fuck you. So what are they supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think their whole airline. And I think it was, I mean, I know American was having some it's, issues yeah, too. It, it was American. Yeah, they had sent about. out an email basically saying they were canceling 1% of all of their flights on a daily basis. That was after I came back from Orlando back in June. So they just been having issues left and right. I literally had like just put money aside just in case I would have to book another flight. But. It just, it baffles me. But then I feel like there's two parts to it. Cause I'm sitting here going like when the pandemic first happened, why didn't the airlines fold? And then I'm realizing nobody wanted to fly cause they were scared. Mm-hmm. Now everybody wants to fly, but the flight attendants are scared mm-hmm. because cases are going back up. So now they're like, what the fuck? So I'm, at first I was like, how is this happening now when everybody feels comfortable? But that's the reason why it's happening everybody's comfortable and there's not enough flight attendants to go back and forth with people. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I'm good. What's so crazy is that people are operating again. Like we're still not in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Like it's actually getting bad. Like yeah, if, know. if the numbers are true and people are out, like they had the concert. What is that? Uh, the R&B one. Laugh-a-palooza or something like that um, in Chicago a few weeks ago. And it was like 50,000 people out there. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, it's scary. And it's getting real bad in the South, which is yeah bad. It's literally coming from South up. And, like, obviously the more people travel in and out, like. I know um, when I was in Florida, I had my mask on in most places. But people weren't really, like, the beach wasn't super crowded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, like, um. Like didn't a building just collapse there? Yeah, I didn't see it, but yeah, a building had collapsed in Miami like a few weeks ago, and a lot of people died. Mm -hmm. Damn! Um, But it's so crazy because I didn't realize it's a lot of homelessness in Miami. Yeah, and they're doing a lot of construction. Like it looks like they didn't tour like half of their freeways up. Yeah, but my boss was telling me because she lives down there that. a lot of the buildings, the foundations are older and really a lot of that stuff needs to be tore down and built back up. So they have these tropical storms from the hurricanes and it messes with the foundation. She was like, you'll see sinkholes. You'll get notices oh, yeah. all the time about building issues and all mm-hmm. that because it rains so much. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't live anywhere like that. I don't know if I told y'all this is, I mean, I don't ever talk about one of my dad's sisters. I think she's the oldest of the other two sisters. So my dad was first and I think she came second, but. She's been homeless for years and she used to be homeless like in Columbus and then she moved to Florida to be homeless because it's warmer. 
but their homeless population is a lot because of the climate and like people vacation there all the time. So they assume mm-hmm. like, oh, it's warm and I can make money. But it's it's bad out there. It's crazy. Yeah. Speaking of COVID, all these videos I've been seeing about the vaccine and all that has been creeping me out to the point I can't watch them anymore. I know. Because now I think I'm going to die. Oh, my God. Well, what's scary is when people say like, oh, just wait in 10 years. You're going to think everything's fine right now. And then just wait in 10 years and something's going to happen. And I don't have it, but it, I'm wondering like, because of all the videos, like you say, I'm wondering like, is something going to happen in 10 years that everybody had the vaccine? Like. Why are y'all saying that? Are y'all saying that because y'all know? Or are you just guessing? Yeah. yeah. I haven't got the vaccine. And there's real no no real reason why. I'm not against it. I'm not for it. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, right. I don't. Mm-hmm. But what kind of concerns me is like, okay, you see a lot of articles now where people are getting COVID, had the vaccine, but they're dying. Like, I know that the vaccine is supposed to lessen the symptoms of it so to see that like people are still dying left and right yeah. after they got the vaccine and then they're saying like it's not even going to cover the different variants you still got to get a booster shot they're talking about booster shots i'm definitely not getting a available shot yeah. what i got is it. i think i think they said september or october and then they just said that there's another variant that's supposed to be worse than the delta variant oh, what? Uh, COVID 22 or something like that so it's all just really right exactly where are they coming from yeah. we know it's where they're just, coming from yeah i've been hearing so many different things like one person said that it's man-made another yeah. person is saying that they're faking the numbers there's this other video going around of this man inside of like I don't know where he's at, but oh, like I didn't. I was just yeah. scared to watch that one. But then people were saying he he doesn't know what he's talking about. So I'm just like, I'm just not going to feed into it. It's just kind of like, for me, as far as faking the numbers go, the reason they're saying that is because somebody could have underlying health issues already and they come in and have COVID and the COVID may be gone, but they still die. So they consider that mm-hmm. you died from COVID when it could have just worsened the condition they already have. They so they're it. falsifying numbers that way. Mm-hmm. And then when you said, what was the first thing you said? It was falsifying numbers. Oh, and it being man-made. Personally, I believe it's man-made and it's affecting people crazy. Like, just because something's man-made doesn't mean it's not real. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people miscon like, the misconception is. Well, it's man-made. That doesn't mean it's not fucking people up and killing people. Yeah. Man-made or not. You know what I mean? So, it's, to me, it's heavy and both of my grandparents have it or had it. My dad's, gra- or my dad's mom, she had like mild symptoms. She's like 80 anywhere from 86 to 88 and she literally just like oh i had a cough and a headache and i'm like but you're 100 pounds and 411 she's like yeah but i was i was all right but it was you know my all have my taste and smell six months later but i was okay Mm -hmm. and then my mom's mom is 71 or two and she literally almost died like if she had stayed home another day because she's stubborn so she stayed home for like 10 days just suffering and then finally went to the hospital Mm -hmm. And like she would have died if she didn't go. And I'm sitting here looking at their differences. And one of my grandparents like goes to curves every week and has like worked out like relatively your whole life. And then my other grandma is like, yeah, I go to McDonald's every day and have a large Coke every day. And she's the one that like almost died. So it's literally like the and this is another reason I think it's man made They're I think it's population control. I think they're purposely trying to take people out of the planet that have not taking care of themselves, not necessarily targeting somebody like, Oh, you look like you don't take care of yourself. Fuck you. (laughs) But they know like if this gets into somebody that has health issues already, Mm -hmm. Oh, won't look that bad because I already have health issues. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, these are all my personal opinions. So they could be completely wrong. But 
to me, it's just what makes logical sense. So it may be man-made or not, but it's real and it affects people every single day and it kills people every single day. So it's something that we need to take caution on. But what fucks me up is like, this is 90, probably 99% man-made, but everybody doesn't want to cure it. You know what I mean? Like you're not giving, they can make things that cure it. I saw the video that I did watch. She was, I can't remember what it was called, but there is something that has been proven to cure it and they won't approve it. it. Because like I said, I think it's population control. And then they also, it's the same thing with cancer. Anybody that researches cancer to the point where they're about to come through a breakthrough disappears, dies. Like even when they talk about Nipsey continuing, um, was it Dr. Sabi stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, we're just going to blame it on a gang. And then there's other people that are like, that wasn't a gang-related thing. They knew what they were doing. They knew Nipsey was close to coming through a breakthrough. And then all that stuff came out about his like ancestors and all that type of stuff. But to me, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any any means, but I'm a realist. And when mm-hmm. things piece together, I'm like, hmm, something ain't adding up here. Something ain't right. Y'all killing folks. It's real. Y'all killing folks. But the unrealness is it didn't just... It's not just, it didn't just come out of somewhere. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I don't know. It's, it's a lot and there's a lot of opinions being thrown around and I don't know. Biggest thing I can say is just take precaution and just be aware of yeah. like that this world is not necessarily for you. I started wearing my mask again. Like yeah. I don't wear it all the time, but like. In certain environments. Yeah, yeah Like do. close proximity. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely wear it when I'm in a grocery store. Yeah. Yep. Um. I'll put it on like if I'm going to a mall or something like that. And like mm-hmm. sometimes I even put it on if I'm going to a restaurant. It's definitely one of those situations where if you get it, you're waiting to live or waiting to die. Yeah. Because you don't know. I think it's based on your immune system. You know what I mean? Honestly, because I know last year, me and my friends, we all went out and we all were literally touching one another, you know, like close proximity, mm-hmm. touching people, you know, just where you should have got it. And only one of my friends got it. But at the time, a lot of stress, her mother had just passed away, different mm-hmm. things like that. And she was in my car. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she had rode with me. We didn't get it. Yeah. She got it. And then, like, my other friend, she got it. But her symptoms wasn't that bad. And then she was like, I can't taste her smell. And then it kind of, like, got a little bit worse. And then that was that. And I said before, I think I got it in 2019 in December. Me too. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the worst I've ever felt. Like, usually yep. I get the flu-like symptoms around the winter time once a year. But that was something I had never experienced mm-hmm. before. And ever since then, I was just telling my mom, I'm like, I feel like now if I get like a little seasonal cold or something, mm. I'll get a cough that just lingers mm. or like I'll cough out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what they've been saying. Like people lose their um, sense of taste and their sense of smell and they've never gotten it back. Yeah. Or they have breathing issues now still to this day, different mm-hmm. things like that. And like you said, if it's man-made and it's about population control, they're just like, let me just, yeah, you know, just sprinkle this trickle out it in there and mm-hmm. do what it do. Yeah. And see, when I supposedly had it, I didn't have any symptoms, but like a headache, but I always mm-hmm. have headaches because of sinuses. So I don't really know if I had it or not. Like, yeah. um, and I don't feel like I have the healthiest immune system. Like I don't have health issues besides like asthma, mm-hmm. but I don't take vitamins all the time consistently. I don't work out consistently. I don't eat right consistently, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. But even your <laughs> asthma, like you said, it should have like. Cause that's the kind of issue that my grandma had and a lot of people have that once it gets into your lungs, like that's pretty much it that's because it causes I, yeah, pneumonia and like, like, yeah, and you having asthma, you think it would have like, that's the first mm-hmm. place it sticks to, but because it's man-made, it could be faulty. You know yeah. what I mean? And like you said, it could be immune system. Cause I remember sharing a drink, um, 
with one of my friends at the club. And then like two days later, it had came out, probably a group of 10. Mm-hmm. It had came out that like four of them had it. And every six of us was just kind of like, we were just wait, like like a waiting game, sitting at home like, well, my symptoms going to kick in because them four got it, but us six don't. Like, and yeah. we're waiting like, and like, like you said, close proximity. I took a sip of their drink like four times. Where should I finish a drink? And y'all know the spippy sitting at the bottom. <laughs> but it's Ew. alcohol, so whatever. But I'm pretty sure I finished their drink and like nothing. Yeah. Like, thank yeah. God. But yeah, like, thank God. I agree. I think I had it at the end of, I think it was um, like December, between December, January, a little bit into February. And then when we all got sent home, I want to say in April, I had gotten it again and it was real bad, but I hadn't been anywhere because the world was shut down. Mm-hmm. And I, one of my friends had told me like, I guarantee you it just never left your system. So like, if you, like you say, you get like a small cold and that triggers it to be like, oh yeah. shit. Like, yeah. and it was bad. Like that round, I lost my taste and smell. But the time before I was down bad, like you said, yeah. I had taste and smell, but I literally was like, bro, I'm not going to make it. Like, But then I also think damn. my body, if I did have it in 2019, like I think I did, my body built up like a natural yeah. immunity to it. Mm-hmm. Because I remember you saying that they mm-hmm. told you that you had the antibodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they told you, you like, that's so what's like, people ask me. Yeah, like, I had one, but not the other. other or something mm-hmm. like yeah. that. Yeah. And so people were telling me, like, people asked me, like, oh, are you going to get tested when I came back from court? I'm like, no. I'm like, if I'm not showing no symptoms, I'm not going to get tested because there's absolutely nothing that they can do anyway. Right. So, right. They, I mean, you can't the, get hospitalized. Right. I said, if anything, I'll just stay away from everybody for a few yeah. days, but that's I'm right not. There. Go get tested for what? That's what I did. I just stayed home because I'm like, they're not, they're literally going to tell you. At that point, they were just telling people, go home, rest, hydrate, medicate, whatever. So I'm like, again, I was like, I'm not going to get tested. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to get tested. I'm literally just going to stay away from people Mm -hmm. and just suffer. Yeah. Like. I literally like got hired for this job, but I didn't take it once they told me I had to get tested for COVID every month. And I'm like, I'm every not month doing that. Or you know what's fucked up is some like a lot of jobs are requiring vaccines. Yeah. And my dad is a teacher of 30 years and he loves and adores his job. Like his heart, pride, and joy. 68 years old. And he was like, if they make me get the vaccine this year round or press me to wear a mask, because he's got like um I'm I think he has Asperger's, so for him it's a sensory issue. Mm-hmm. So he was like, if they make me do one of the two, he was like, the mask I could deal with. He was like, because I do have a medical excuse. He was like, but he's like, I'm terrified that I'll die if I get COVID or get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. He was like, so if they make me do it, he was like, I actually would quit after 30 years and loving my job because he's, they're scaring people. He's scared he will literally die from one or the other. And I don't like that they're like putting like oh if you get the vaccine the jobs are giving you money for that and i'm yeah, just that's like weird. that's so weird to me because they won't mandate the flu shot but here you guys are mandating in some states it's like mandatory that yes. you get the vaccine mm-hmm. it's just all really weird to me yeah. i like i said i'm not for it i'm not against it i Same. don't have any care about who gets it and who doesn't get it right. it's just like at this point i'm gonna live my life <laughs> <wear> my <mask. laughs> yeah 
wash my hands because yeah. at this point if yeah, you can get it whether like, you got it or not it's like and I, I feel like I got it because I thought that they were going to require it for travel which they still right. might and then my mom kept fucking pressuring me so I'm just like yeah. well I didn't know that you could still get it like I thought it was supposed to be like a vaccine oh yeah I knew it wasn't because <laughs> I didn't know it's like the flu or anything else you could still get the flu yeah. you just won't see be and as I've, bad. I've never even gotten the flu shot I've like, never gotten the flu yeah. shot either I did get the flu shot last season when I went to the doctor she's like I, I know you typically don't get it she was like I'm just going to recommend it because of everything going on yeah. and you just don't want to run the risk with you being a diabetic. And I got it and I was yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm not... And then wasn't Pfizer one of the first ones I that was having some so. kind of issue with heart inflammation or something? It was like I, something happened with the Johnson Pfizer, and Johnson. It was a Johnson and Johnson, and then it I know was for Pfizer sure. that was causing heart Probably. inflammation on people. And now that is the one that's FDA, FDA approved. approved. Yeah. It's just, I didn't get I, that one though. Yeah, it's that. it's the incentives that are weird for me because my dad's a history teacher, so I know shit that just yeah I shouldn't and normal people don't. It's embarrassing. I used to quote the fucking Roosevelt speech when I was a kid. It's weird. <laughs> um, but it's in American history, they have never paid somebody or handed out drugs in a legal state to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they were literally talking about in somewhere where lead, weed is um, legal, they were literally talking about, oh, if you get the vaccine, like, we'll we're handing... free blunt. Bitch! No! Yes! Really? yes. And I was like, oh, there. y'all handing out drugs so niggas can take a vaccine? <laughs> That's enough to scare me to be like, yeah. what What do you want me to have it so That's bad for? That's weird. Yeah, you but know? I'm the same way as Brandy. Like, I don't care if people do or don't have it. That's your life. That's your business. Like, yeah. and for me, it's the same way. I'm not for it. I'm not against it. I'm just chilling. Yeah. Just chilling, living my best life. But anyway... Um, well, a few shout outs. Um, it's William underscore Ryan said, Hey, ladies. Hey, hey, he's been doing um security at the club. Okay, what's up? Mm-hmm. And bruiser underscore ham says, Shout out, take control, great pod, and content Aww. always salute. Hey, Aww, hey. <laughs> so sweet. Um, yeah, that's all the shout outs I have. What's What's next for us? Okay, give me a second, y'all, because my phone does this dumb stuff where the screen just goes black. Um, okay. <laughs> That's definitely the fucking SIM card because my screen does that. It be glitching when I plug it up to the charger, Damn. moving slow. It's weird. Stupid. So, guys, don't forget to follow us on our social media. Our Instagram is Take Control Podcast. Our Facebook group is Take Control Podcast. And our Twitter is Take Control Pod. Y'all still don't email us, but I'm going to give the email. <laughs> Take Control Podcast at gmail.com. Send us some topics. Send us some questions. We want to interact with you guys. DM more. us. Text right. us. What is <laughs> Text us. <laughs> Something. Um, so to jump right into the first topic, so the question is, does bringing toys in the bedroom mean you have an issue with your partner? Or is it just to spice things up? I think that link in there, too, is like a is it? slideshow on oh, it. Oh, this is a link. I think. I would say spice things up. Um, okay, so I won't get all into this, but 69% say it's a little razzle-dazzle. Um, <laughs> 31% say it's not giving babe. Um, but the actual question um, to that specific topic it says question of the day if your significant other pulls out a toy more than usual does that mean you're not giving what needs to be gave or they just want a little extra razzle dazzle definitely a little extra razzle dazzle I did hear a few people older ladies say that their man was not for it 
or like they would just use it in the beginning to kind of kind of get in the mood because I guess mm-hmm. when you get older things change. <laughs> but I think it's for a little razzle dazzle. Like I feel like I've never been really big on toys. Like I'm just always just I think it was weird to like masturbate and do things like that. <laughs> but yeah. now that I have tried it, it's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Just a little fun. Um, I think sometimes it can be a little bit of both and there's nothing wrong with that because the reason you're, it would be razzle dazzle to some people is because it's like, oh, this isn't doing it for me. Um, I'm the same way. I've never been like a toy person. I've never even been inside of like, um, what are those things that say like adult? What? The fuck like are they? Yeah. I've been in like a Spencer's, but it's not like real. Wow. It's like <laughs> dick candy and shit. Um, <laughs> but... I've never been a toy person. I've never been like the masturbation person either. Um, I've tried it like Darielle says, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'd rather have my man be like, you know, doing the business. (laughs) But I don't think I would be opposed to them. Like she said, like as a start out tool, Mm -hmm. Um, because I know like the person I'm with now wouldn't be like, girl, you just ain't doing it right because he love it. Ah!" It's like, (laughs) but if he presented them, I wouldn't be like, well, what the fuck does that mean? I know he would be like, ooh, let's try, you know? Yeah. So I don't think I'd be against them, like, in this in this relationship and everything. And, like, I'd be more comfortable with him presenting them versus, like, me by myself, like, walking through lines and being like, um, I hate this idea. But now I low-key want to be in one and see what it looked like in there. I want to get the rose thing. What's that? You haven't seen the like rose? A, a rose? Like a flower? It's, supposed to it's a vibrator, but it looks clitoris. like a rose. Ugh, I want that. Like the middle part is supposed to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Looks fire. Um, for me, I think it could be both. I think it's subjective to the people. Um, Bigger conversation, though, though. I think that people need to, like, normalize. Y'all know I'm an advocate for having another sex conversation. We had yeah. one early, early on. But I want to have... Yes, one. Do. Um, yeah, I want to have one that's like more educational mm-hmm. and uh, more informative. But mm-hmm. I think that we need to normalize like I don't know if you want to call them fetishes or just like sex conversation <laughs> in general because I feel like people are scared to say yeah. what they like in the bedroom, especially mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where like either your partner's going to say yes or they're going to say no, right. or they're going to try it and they're going to determine that they don't like it or whatever the case may be. So. I've um, used toys in the bedroom one mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. with one partner, and it was a great experience. Right, yeah. We enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that people need to be a little bit more open and vocal about what they like in the bedroom. It doesn't have to just be, like, your regular missionary or, right. like, your regular positions or whatever. Just, you know. Yeah. I think nothing's wrong with it. Can we please plan that? Because I have a lot of things I want to say to men. <laughs> Cause they be think they doing the thing and they don't be doing the thing. And that's another. Cause I be I see it on social media all the time where mm. like women be expressing their concerns or men express their concerns and it's like y'all really not y'all really don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, I feel like if you're comfortable with your partner, like that wouldn't be like a problem. But then again, you have to have a partner that's super like sexually in tuned. Yeah. And this is my first time experiencing that. Like somebody that like gives a shit not yeah. just like i'm a both small nun i'm cool like yeah gives a shit about you gives a shit about them like mm-hmm. wants to know what do you want this is what i like what yeah. do i like this is what you want you know what i mean somebody that genuinely cares so then it's not just like 
oh, he busted his nut and like, and that's I'm it. sitting here. And I feel like a lot of men do that. Yeah. I feel it, like, like my most recent situation has been the first time I've ever been able to be like, okay, did you enjoy that? Or what mm-hmm. can I do better? And we have those conversations and it's, it's still a little weird, but I like that we can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think it goes back to, I don't know if y'all seen that meme where it was like, men are like second generation removed from like women actually having to like them. Yeah. Like, before it was just like we need y'all a business for a deal yeah. yeah so it's like i think we're just living in a different time where women are more sexually free they're mm-hmm. more sexually expressive different things like that so it's not and again i think a lot of men learn about sex through porn right. which is absolutely not, not the route real to go because it's not about it's female pleasure no right um and then i think that some again some people are just not vocal about what they like. Like I wasn't vocal about the things that I liked or disliked until I got a little bit older. And it's like, right. mm, well, no, you're not actually doing it the way I like it. Right. Yeah. And so I definitely want to have that conversation because I want women and men to get to a place where they're comfortable. Be like, Hey, you know, I actually want to try this or mm-hmm. uh, even like, how do you start those conversations with your partner? I was listening to something like, well, how do you have, like, how do you yeah. start that conversation? Like, Hey, I might be into X, Y, and Z, and it's like maybe start off like jokingly, and then mm-hmm. well, would you ever try it? And right. you know, different mm-hmm. things like that. So I'm definitely down to have a conversation. I think it kind of stems from too, though, like the hookup culture we live in is literally based on get your nut leave, yeah. get your nut leave, get your nut leave. Like these people aren't genuinely caring for the person they're with. You may like them a little more than your other one, yeah. but you're not treating that person like it's your spouse. The person for the rest of your life, you don't have that genuine care connection mm-hmm. because it's literally like, oh, I like your body and the way that this feels. I'm just trying to get it done. And see you. Yeah, yeah, see you when I hit you up. But even beyond that, I don't think it has to be like you're my forever person or like I'm into you in such a way. Like I really think it can just be like, okay, this is about mutual pleasure. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we have to be in a relationship. You have to love me. I have to right. love you or any of that. It's about mutual pleasure. So in this moment, <laughs> what are we doing for each right, other that yeah. is pleasurable? You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. niggas, like, niggas, there's a time where, like, niggas wouldn't even give a girl's head. Like, that wasn't a yeah, thing. Yeah, like, like, no really, foreplay. No, you know like, mean? like, nothing. Yeah. And but then y'all like, expect it. So it's yeah. just like, no. no. <laughs> and that, but that's a lot of the hookup culture is like, yeah. niggas will deadass be like, I need head and a nut. And the women are like, what, am, what about I'm going to just lay here? Yeah. Like, or they're just so quick to just like stick it in. I just be like, you got to give me a right. <laughs> Play with it a little bit. Talk to it. Talk to it. Come on. Say good morning to fuck. It's like... <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I, <sighs> anyway, yeah. do the fuck better. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Open conversations for sure. Okay, so on to our next topic. Do you expect birthday gifts from your friends? For me personally, no, because I'm the friend that always can't give out gifts because of my financial situation. Mm-hmm. So for me, no, it's always appreciated. I'm the same thing with Christmas. I'm the same way with Christmas gifts. It's always appreciated, but I don't expect literally anybody, even my own parents, to be like, I got mm-hmm. you a car. You know, I don't, even if it's a $10 gift card, thank you. But yeah. I don't expect anything from anybody because I can't always deliver. Got you. I agree. Because I feel like, although I always want to be that person that like shows up for birthdays and Christmas and be able to get all of my friends stuff. I feel like I'm never either I forget or I'm just never able to. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't expect gifts. However, I would love for somebody to play me a surprise party one year. 
Hmm. See, and I don't know if I like that. I'm going to tell you after Brandy's comment <laughs> okay. why I'm like weird about that. I don't expect it, but I also have a friend group where they're like, what do you want to do for your birthday? What do you want for your birthday? Mm-hmm. So they typically ask. I never really want anything for my birthday. Like if you're going, I just always want a car. You like knows. cars. Yeah, yeah. that, yeah. that oh. means everything to <laughs> me. Cute. So um, yeah, I don't expect it. But like I said, I my parents, my friend group, they're usually like, oh, like my mom just called me the other day like, I'm going to get you new tires for your birthday. I'm like, well, my tire, my birthday's not until November. But, <laughs> but okay. Thank <laughs> you, you for planning. You tires. <laughs> yeah. okay. You don't have to do that. Um, but yeah, like last year, I had mentioned an air fryer. And it, the thought had like completely left my mind. And I came home and there was an air fryer sitting on my That's bar, cute. Like in flowers and cards yeah. and stuff. So See, yeah. I just like flowers or like just a, I'm a words person. Just yeah. send me a text and say something nice and i really appreciate that yeah i was gonna say happy birthday is like enough for me but i am on the same flip though i'm a very thoughtful person like same i don't give a Mm -hmm. shit about a purse i don't but if you plan out like a thoughtful night for me i'm like you guys will really care because you went through a lot but and the reason i'm not too big on surprise parties is i'm kind of like i'm very and my best friend knows this I hate to be this person, but I am very particular on who I invite to events. Mm -hmm. Very particular. So for me, if a surprise party were to happen, I'm like, what if somebody's there that like, not necessarily that I don't want there, but like, I wouldn't have invited them Mm -hmm. as close proximity as I wanted. Mm -hmm. Like they could be a friend or an acquaintance, but I'm looking for my dogs. Yeah. And But your close friends would know that. I don't know though. Like, like, okay, my best friend, Maya... I think she would overextend out of the love of her heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she is a very heart like loving person. And she would think, well, Kim would probably want her there because she did this great grand gesture for her a few weeks, years, months back. But that doesn't mean that's like, that's mm, how my best that makes friend sense. is like, she'll feel the need to, to like overextend. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Like, so I guess it depends no. <laughs> on who's planning. And then I would think that some people would not invite the right people. Yeah. Like, what if you forget my best friend? What if you forget my best friend that lives in Cincinnati? My best friend that lives in Dayton? Yeah. What if you forget to invite them? And I'm like, damn, this is a big ass moment for me. Yeah. I want them there. That's what scares me about a proposal because I, Dion knows, I do not want to know. Make it as simple and planned out as possible. I want a bougie one, but like, don't take me somewhere like, guess what? Would you rather have your friends there for a proposal no. or just you and him? I don't. At this point, I don't, I want, I told him this the other day. I'm like, I literally don't need anybody there, but you and I, and then my cousin, cause she's a photographer. I said, and I don't want to know if you've reached out to her. I don't want her dropping hints. Like, so what are you doing this weekend? Like, I don't want any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care who's there. And another reason is because the surprise aspect, I don't want someone to not be there. I'm like, damn, I would have loved Alex to be there, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know to reach out to her. She's in Dayton. She's been in Dayton for six years. Yeah. Like, and she showed up to my not my birthday cook up, but my housewarming and I fucking cried because yeah. I'm like, she never gets to make it to Columbus. So for her to miss a big moment like that, I'm like, but she should have been there. So I told him straight up, like I would, I think at this point I would prefer just be him and I like him and I on Same. a trip somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Him and I on a trip somewhere or him and it's, I having an intimate night. As long as somebody captures the moment, yes. I don't get, yeah, yeah. I, I don't care. And it's important for my cousin to be there. Cause you can get a photographer anywhere, but my cousin, was my first, like, she's the reason I found my first job. She's the reason I learned how to drive. She's mm-hmm. like, 
the older sister I always needed because my brother didn't come through. Mm -hmm. So it's important for her to be there. But I just don't know if I like a surprise party. I really don't. I would be sad if like my people weren't there or like some random from like my justice job of 2014 was like, hey. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I loved you. But like, girl, I mean, hey, but yeah, girl. Like, I planned a surprise party for someone before, and it was amazing. But the only thing I hated about it is, like, people that don't show up. People yeah. that should be there that don't show up. Right. I didn't like that. But I definitely want a surprise party. At least once. And I also want a drink theme party. Ugh. <laughs> I'm sure Brandy so wants a Michael B. Ugly, ugly Jordan party. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Uh, him or Big Sean. Oh, my God. Michael Jordan or Mike B. Jordan, he has a new movie coming out. I bet Christmas, he does. And I can't wait to see it. Oh, I saw the previews for that. You're a hater. I don't even think, look, I think he's a great actor. Obviously, he's built well, but I cannot get into his face. That really hurts. <laughs> I can't get into his face. I'm he's sorry. Cute. He just has a weird nose. So he has a weird mouth. So does Drake have a weird he nose. He looks like he can do a lot of great things with that mouth. Period. <laughs> Let's ask Lori. You never heard of Ugly Fine? Some people are ugly fine. I still don't think he's ugly fine. I don't fine. even know. He, he's not ugly fine. He's just like. He's just fine. That's no, just he's just there. there. He's, he's cute. Ugly fine to me is like. Who do you like? Celebrity. Who we already know who I like. Lance Gross. Oh, like, I mean, he's fine too. That boy is. He is. But he's that. too cute. Some people are too cute. No, that brown skin. We both born on July 8th. He went to my dream college, Howard University. His wife is a fashion stylist like me. Come to me, baby. <laughs> Fuck. Everything about that man is me. So what is the problem? You better be glad I love Dion because what the but fuck? But then you also like what's his name? What's the Jacques? Queen? I don't. And that's the, no, that's the mistake people make. I actually don't. I don't want to date him. I would never date him ever. People don't understand that. But you love My him. love for him is um, music. musically. That's yes. how I'm about Drake. Drake is not attractive. Yes, to me. I do First not of all, think he's light skin and he's yes. a Scorpio. But <sighs> musically. Amazing. Yeah, yeah that's the thing yeah. is people think I obsess over Jacquees because I think he's attractive. Now he's not ugly, but he ain't no Lance Ross. No, um, he's got <laughs> nice, perfect teeth because my teeth ain't perfect. But I would never like. He's just not my type. Now yeah. musically, I've never heard somebody sing like that acapella ever in my entire life. So I'm like, damn, like you can sing. But my celebrity <laughs> and will always be nobody above this man is Lance Gross. Please, okay. that's it. That's it. I wanted to go to Howard University simply because he rolls up with no security because he's bored. We still gotta go because we didn't get to go in with I know. We do need to go. We need to go. Because we like stared at the campus and was like, mm, we don't have time. Gotta go. Mm. I would 100%. Oh my God. And I hope he's there. He might be. Do you want to have a celebrity crush? That man is fine. Damn. I think Big Sean and Janae broke up again. Oh, I thought so too, but he's still on her page. And she's still on his, but it's from like March. Oh, and then she was yeah, but you know, people people story. break up though and leave shit. Like, I don't think they're supposed to be together. Yeah, they're annoying. Actually, unpopular it's opinion. I hate them together. Niggas, because niggas are stupid. It's probably him. But you know, that man is he's he bangs and but she's Jesus, crazy. Jesus water. That man is gorgeous. No, he's big not. shot. Who else is gorgeous? No, he's not Brandy. Jesus water. No. He is beautiful. But he's short. I think I don't give a shit. I don't even <laughs> like a short man. But that man is. <laughs> Beautiful. No. What about Nas? How do you feel about Nas? Because a lot of people think he's like oh, he's not. Sick. Oh my god, no. fine. But I mean, he's a nice looking man. You know who think who I think is pretty that a lot of people don't. It's ASAP Rocky. 
I used to, to love me. ASAP. He is, but he's just no. He has beautiful skin. I don't like his comments because he just sucks just that way. Weird. But he has beautiful oh, skin. That's fine. He has beautiful skin, beautiful teeth. Can you go post it or save it or make yeah. sure it's fine? Yeah. And I need to see where the like Rocky is a beautiful man, but he's too weird for me. He paints his nails. He likes orgies. I think he might be a little. It's a no for me, but Rihanna likes it, so hey. They're a cute couple. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) They are a cute couple to me. I think they are a cute couple. But, yeah, I I used to love ASAP, but. mm. Okay, so for the sake of time, moving on to the next topic. This is a post that says, given your past experience, what advice would you give your, your child for their first heartbreak? Girl, fuck these hoes, pass the weed. I'm just playing. Y'all know I said every show. Um, You can go first. Go first, because I'm focused on a life. (laughs) Why do we keep saying the same things? I, well, first of all, my son, a 10-year-old, has had a heartbreak before, and I didn't know he won't tell me nothing. (laughs) But I would just simply just tell him, like, like I tell my sisters, because they're 19. This ain't the end-all, be-all. You're going to meet plenty of people. It's okay. Yeah. Move forward. Learn from it. You will be okay. That's yeah. literally... I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what else to say because I know how heartbreaks are. They suck in the moment, but eventually when you get over it, you're like, oh, it was fine. Yeah. So... I would tell my child that you're probably going to have about 10 more. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um... But I think I would I would be more proactive than reactive. Like I think if I have daughters or I mean just kids in general, like I would let them know that like life isn't all about romantic relationships. So yeah, you meet somebody that you like. But even now, like I tell my my friends and we're adults now, we talk about these conversations, like be open, be vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, give it all that you can. But if it's time to leave it, leave it. Leave like it. we were saying off air, like it doesn't have to be something <laughs> wrong for you to break up with somebody. Right. You know what I mean? If it's just not a good fit, it's not a good fit. So I think I would be that parent to like yeah. give them the game ahead of time. Like, look. I just want my kids to know how to be okay being by themselves yeah. and not feeling like they need somebody. Right? Yeah. Um, I would say, because the first heartbreak I had, I never dated the person, but I remember I didn't want to date them because they kept messing with other girls. Mm -hmm. And that was my first experience, like ever being attracted to a dude wanting to like talk to him, whatever. Um, I would say, don't, don't be so caught up in it that it takes a lot of your time away from school, work, friends, whatever. Like understand when somebody is telling you something, that's what they mean. Mm -hmm. Take it for what it is. Take it for face value. And just, that's it. Um, Second heartbreak I had, I would say the same thing. Um, And to not take it personal, it's 99% not about you. They're dealing with some shit. They got to grow. They're not sure what they want. And these are genuine things. They're not sure what they want. Um, They thought they wanted that they did. And this is genuine stuff. And people hear those things and go, what do you mean? No, that's real. Sometimes people thought they wanted something and they don't. So I would say when somebody tells you something, listen. They say they don't want to be with you. They do not want to be with you. If they say they don't love you, they don't love you. If they say you're this to them, then you're strictly that to them. Um, so that would be my advice. Just listen to what the person is telling you. 
Do not take it personal. Take it for face value and move about your business. Yeah, I think that's good. Period. So next question. Is the relationship over if the proposal is declined? Mm. I don't... I feel like it because the only way I'm telling somebody no is if I don't want to get married to them. Because I feel like even if it's a situation where like maybe it's wrong timing, I'm still going to say yeah because we can just be engaged. Okay, and that's the dilemma I was having because I was going to say no, it's not over. But in the same breath, I'm thinking the same way as you. Like, I'm not going to say no, but in our private moment, I'll be like, can we at least, can I be engaged for two years, three years? There's nothing wrong with that. My cousin was engaged for, or cousin-in-law, I guess, because she married my cousin. They were engaged for, I wouldn't wait this long, but I think anywhere from seven to 10 years, um, just because he knew that's who I wanted to be with. And this was his symbolization of like this, I want to marry you. Mm -hmm. I'm just dealing with a lot financially. I'm dealing with a lot family related. So he wants you to know, like, I want to marry you. And I don't know whose decision it was to wait, probably his. But for me, I mean, I'm ready to date. But I wouldn't say no. Like Darielle said, I kind of probably would be like, if I wanted to marry that person, I would say yes, and we would have a private conversation. If I don't want to marry you, no. Yeah. No. So pro- the relationship probably would be over because my intent is not to marry you. Yeah. And you just, I mean, we talked about this, and now you're acting like you didn't know, and you on one knee. This is awkward. I'm cool. So. I would hope that whoever I'm with, we would have had a conversation before you even right. proposed to begin with. Like, marriage would have, have to have come up mm-hmm. for you to propose. Right. Um, I do think that if I say no to the proposal, then the relationship is probably off just because that's a hit to somebody's pride. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you really come back from that unless somebody is, like, open enough to be like, okay, I hear what you're saying. You want to marry me, but you don't want to do it right now or whatever the case may be. So I remember somebody proposed to me in a jail letter. Um, What? <laughs> did you just say a jail letter? <laughs> Or am I just drunk? <laughs> Is that what you said? You okay. definitely said it just like Did you tell the nigga sorry to this man? <laughs> okay, so I'm not marrying you. <laughs> did you respond? I said no. Did you just say no or did you like write a letter back and was like, sorry to this man, I can't do it. <laughs> I remember this guy told my best friend that he was going to propose to me we were supposed to be taking a trip and he told her that he was going to propose to me on this trip and he also had said something to his sister and his mom about it i think and you told him fuck off didn't you we broke up shortly after that. like so he never got to he never got to and i don't know why he would but i would tell y'all off air so i think i know I Bruh. Think <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is he a dad yeah is he a dad <laughs> fuck off <laughs> It was two years ago. <laughs> oh. I, I still don't know why my friends let me carry on in that relationship. Because it's none of their business, but they know, like, mm. no. No. I can You know, friends just be supporting you. Regardless. Right, right. They're like, girl, you, now you know how I feel about this, but that's your business, though, girl. Go ahead. No. I cannot. Okay, so the next one, it says, um, if you could describe your love in three words, what would they be? The, this, is this like the way you love? I don't know. If you could describe your love in three ways, yeah, mm-hmm. like the way you show love. I, didn't I think the way you love, maybe. I don't know because the post where I got it from, it's I didn't. I, oh. Yeah, I didn't read into it too deep. I just screenshot it. Mine would be that motherfucking bitch. <laughs> motherfucking is one word. I'm kidding. I'm just lit. I'm kidding. I'm gonna think about mine. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> 
I would say genuine, deep, and real. This is the first three that come to my mind. Mm. She a lover. <laughs> I am. Um, Brandy, you go first. Okay. Um, I was. <laughs> I would say sweet, um, genuine, and patient. <laughs> Banger. <laughs> um, I definitely would say genuine. Even my dad has talked about that, which is dear to my heart. He was like, you just love genuinely. Um, genuine. I was going to say honest, but that's like the same thing. Genuine. Passionate. Mm. Um, I got to think of a third one, but definitely genuine, passionate. I would say real, but I feel like that's the same thing. Genuine, passionate. And that sounds stupid, but almost goofy, like lighthearted. Because mm-hmm. I still I still want you to know that my love for you, like when I'm joking with you and going through things like, you know, fun for me is like the way that I express love is like fun. You know what I mean? Like doing fun things with you, that type of thing. So I would say like lighthearted, goofy. Passionate and genuine. Mm, that's good. I realize when I love somebody, I'm very soft. Yeah. Like, I'm the total opposite of what I am. Of what like you are normally. Yes. Yeah. That's how you know it's love. I'm, like, super soft. Yes. Super, like, what do you want? What do yes. you need? <laughs> she said. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. <laughs> I agree, though. Because when I start doing head-ass shit, like, I hate... When people match outfits, I will match outfits with Dion every day, all day. Oh, you wearing brown today? Me too. Yeah, <laughs> you wearing tennis shoes today? Me too. You know who said that to me? Actually, is Manny. He was like, "Bro, you are so head ass when you get when you love somebody." I was like, "No, I'm not." Wonderful. I was like, "What does head ass mean?" He was like, "Matching outfits," and I was like, "You're not wrong." But no, when I'm out of character, because I will riff the fuck out of somebody matching an outfit. Like, bro, you look dumb. But when I'm in love, I'm like, "What color you wearing today?" Because I have blue in the closet, but I don't know if it matches yours. So I just, I just wondering, but, but yeah, I'm the same way. Damn, Daria, you need to pour up cool. That's all you gotta say. <laughs> no, Brandy. I don't. <laughs> y'all, I just want y'all to know that it's been like an hour and a half, and Brandy's on her first I'm glass, not me. even I half have to down. Get through this outline. Not even she's using <laughs> excuses. Not even halfway done, and me and Daria on like going in the three. I have to get through the outline. That's okay. You can pass it to me. Okay, you can take my second one. <laughs> All right, so the next one is, have you ever had any friends that secretly hated on you? Yes. Mm, yes. I've been thinking about this question. I don't know. Yes. But I will say the thing that came to mind was like, um, I had a friend that was very like, <laughs> as Kim poured me more wine and I said no. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I don't I don't know if she was hating or not, but she's just one of those friends that like tells all her friends business. Mm. And as soon as she feel a way about you, she's like talking shit. And to me, that's a hater. Because why? Yeah. 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 You go first, because I had a story time. I don't I don't I've never experienced that. I have motherfucking twice. <laughs> so let me tell y'all something. <clears throat> let me get readjusted. So time number one, I talk about this all the time on the show. This was my best friend of like 12 years. 
Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, we, let's see, I want to say pretty much the whole furniture, probably not the first few years because I was a kid and I didn't realize. Whole furniture, there's like a group of five of us. She was always like the jealous, envious type that always had to make a comment. Like if one of our friends went out shopping because her family was well off, mm-hmm. she'd be like, um, she has a shopping addiction. No, she doesn't. She just has a well-off family that wants to buy her a t-shirt. Doesn't mean she has a shopping addiction. Um, or if one of us got a new iPhone, she'd pop out with a new iPhone, not because it was new, but because she didn't want to feel left out type shit. Um, second thing, second friendship. So basically the first friendship just turned into like, I became an adult and I just didn't want someone around me like that. She was always talking behind my back and everybody else's back. Like it was a group of five of us and she would talk to every single one of us about the other person. Like she pissed me off today. She pissed me off today. She pissed me off today. And it would just be a repetitive circle. And I didn't want that in my adult life. Um, so I got to a point where I was like, in order to grow, I cannot have people that are not in my corner. I can't have people that don't support me, don't love me. I just can't do it. Um, and then the second friendship was a newfound friendship that lasted about a, a year. Hold on. Let me think. Less than a year. Hold on. What the fuck? No, about a year and a half. Last about a year and a half. It was the same type of, type of scenario. Would be run into the same person to talk about me and situations and, and not venting to her to say, hey, how should I address her? But it was genuinely like, oh, she's this, 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 and this, but would never address me. So for me, I've had that situation twice and I will not go through it again. That's why that second relationship only lasted a year and a half because I refuse. Y'all can kiss my ass. That's my story time. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Mm-hmm. Not my TED Talk. I'm weak. Okay, so the next topic is raising boys who are respectful. And this is an Instagram thread. Let's see. Um, okay. I was trying to see where I wanted to start. Oh, shit. Sorry, guys. Hold on. I could, let me read it. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Okay. It says, replace, oh, they were just rough playing. Boys will be, with, boys will be boys. <laughs> with, you punch Sam. <laughs> she don't, she don't need that. Ah, I'll read it. I'll read it. Don't do have it. wine before a podcast, bruh. Because <laughs> she don't need another one, but I'm a poet. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> why, God, Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And Kim over here, Brady ain't in there. Because Brit bro, I'm mad. Look, you can't even <laughs> I hate it here. Alright, talk for real, bro. Come on, come on. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> she ain't even funny, bro. It's just funny. It says raising boys who are respectful. Replace oh, they were just rough playing. Boys will be boys with you pushed. Sam, when he took your toy, it's okay. It's okay to feel upset, but it's not okay to hit. Let's go check in and make sure he's okay. Do you think saying sorry will help you both feel better, bro? My kids will be like, no, right? <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> the next one says, replace. Big boys don't cry toughen up with your feelings matter. It's okay to cry. I'm here with you. That's a good one. 
Agreed. The next one says, raising confident boys. Replace, I just need to lose this extra roll and drop five pounds. <laughs> oh, okay. With, I'm so grateful for how my body has served me. It's incredible. Oh, and I'm going to stop making fun of Royce's big butt. <laughs> oh, stop. I know. He's so thick. I know. <laughs> That's because he built like his mom. She got that ass <laughs> and that box. Oh, my God. I'm never drinking again. Ever. <laughs> I'm never drinking again. Shit. My eyes are leaking. It's fine. The next one. <laughs> the next one said raising boys who feel safe sharing emotions. Replace, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it. You can put your big boy pants on. You can put on your big boy pants and figure it out. With you are feeling unsure right now, I know what that's like. Tell me more about what you are worried about. We can figure it out together. And this one says, raising boys who reflect. Replace, no wonder that happened. If you had just listened, it wouldn't have happened. With tell me more about what happened. Help me understand. Hmm. The next one says, nurturing, respectful leadership and boys it says your leadership is a gift it's incredible to watch you develop this gift when you practice being a leader it is it's important to do so with respect for others i wonder how you could consider your friends feelings in this situation the next one says raising kind boys replace they get a <clears throat> they get a turn now because those are the rules with i know that you really love playing with that toy see how happy your friend is having a turn that's because you shared how does it feel knowing you helped bring them joy this is a lot that's you it. can stop yeah no. that was the last one not no not like uh, it's a lot to read oh. just like the replacements is like i know who's talking to kids like this right? <laughs> facts <laughs> But I mean, not saying we shouldn't talk to kids like that because we probably honestly should, but like, but I just imagine me saying this to like a four year old and they're looking at me like, what the like, fuck what are, are you talking, talking about? about? Yeah, mom, huh? I feel like I can have those conversations with my kids now because, but my thing is, like, it depends on your kid. Like, yeah, my youngest son, he's very much. Let's talk about it. Let's sit down. Like, he'd be ready. Like, let's have a family meeting. If something he ain't Aww. fucking with something, he like, let's have a meeting. So, like, I can come to him and I can be like, tell me how you feel. But my other child, he's not with that shit. I know. He's just kind of like, don't talk to me. I don't, wanna, <laughs> don't talk to me. I don't care. I'm going to figure it out on my own I, next. Yeah. That's okay because we're going we gonna to do something. We're going to get him together. We're going to have an intervention. I'm going to lock him somewhere. He's going to knock on those. Me. We're going to get him together. I mean, I get the point, though. I get the point not making your kids feel like they can't cry, they can't be soft or things like that. I get it. I get the point of it, but, like, no one's saying all that. Right. I was going to say, I I get the point, too. I do believe in raising men that are emotionally aware, and I'm thankful I have that in a partner because I never have. I had partners that would just kind of shut down or, like, blame you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, that sounds like your your problem. No, sir, I'm in a relationship, so it's both of us. Um, so I agree to raising raising emotionally aware men, um, emotionally aware tough men, and that's where that balance comes from. Not somebody that's just a pushover, walk over. Brandy, don't make me laugh. I'm not laughing. No, but you I know. <laughs> I know, but see, me seeing you laugh gonna make me laugh. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So raising raising emotionally 
aware, tough men, meaning they're not going to be like pushovers. People just walk over them, treat them like shit, whatever. Stand your ground, but don't be a dick. You know what I mean? But okay, but I have a question. What if you have a kid that cr- that cries too much? Well, I mean, he's a child. When he when he becomes a little bit old, and you'd be like, all right, I understand that you're feeling, you have feelings, and like this is being expressed. But I don't know because I don't want to be like yo. Because it's like, oh, I'm crying because someone took my ball, or I'm crying because I lost in this game. It's just like you shouldn't be. It's a well, certain shit that you shouldn't cry over. But I don't want him to feel like he can't right. cry. And that's the thing. I don't. I was gonna say that's where you're careful with words because you don't want to be like stop crying like that. You're gonna get bullied. People gonna walk over you, push you down, whatever. So you have to be careful with your words. But in the same breath, I do agree with you in the sense of he has to become aware that you cannot cry about everything. Mm-hmm. And that's not even like a, you can't be a boy or you have to act like a girl. That's just him like, a sim- that's a simple aspect. You can't cry over everything. You can't get a job. And because <laughs> they tell you can't have management today, you cry about it. So it's just a difference of like, you're gonna have to play with those words kind of like what the yeah, slide I says. Think it's the approach. Like you can't yeah. be like, stop being a cry baby. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus like what like why are you crying why you know is it mm-hmm. that serious what's up you know yeah right I noticed like little characteristics in my god kids now that like you want to check it now so that they're not like my the little one mm-hmm. he has a habit of like saying mean things or doing mean things and then just thinking he can apologize and it's mm-hmm. like no like that too. yeah like no he's like I'm sorry like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do little baby. Um, <laughs> like he got mad at me because he did something to his brother, and he was like, "You're not my mom. I don't want to see you no more. I've never come because he was like, so baby, I got two moms, and I was like, yeah, me, I'm your godmom and your mom's mom. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, so like I can come stay with you and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And so then he got in trouble because he was messing with his brother, and then he was uh-huh. like. I don't want you to be my mom anymore. I'm never coming to your house. Mm. What is up with kids doing that? Because when my kids fight, MJ be like, I hate having a brother. I don't want him to be my brother anymore. I'd be like, or he'd be like, I'm going to go live somewhere else. I'm going to be homeless. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm going to be homeless. Enjoy. Where are you going to go? Enjoy that. It'll suck. Enjoy that. Good luck eating After tonight. he said all that, he came over to me like, BB, can I come to your house? I said, no. You just told me I wasn't your mom and you didn't want to talk to me no more. Watch what you say to people. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because as a grown man, you're going to think that you can say mm. and treat a female however you want to. And right, then you just right. apologize. But then you turn around and do it again. Exactly. We're going to get that shit in the butt now while you're five. Period. So... <laughs> <laughs> Period. You got to, and I've learned that like you got to check your kids. Like I am guilty of like not checking them the first time because at first I feel like yeah I feel bad. I got that mom guilt, and so I'm not checking them. And now that they're older and more smart, I'll be ready to knock them out because I'm like, who the fuck are you talking to? (laughs) And they just be looking like I've been talking like this, mom. But like my family, they're all they're all smart asses. Yeah, they're all smart asses. They all cuss. And so my my oldest son be like, can I say I'm pissed off? Can I say damn? That's not a cuss word. I be like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I will say, though, speaking to your point, I learned this, I think, pretty early in college, though. Like, they say once you show somebody how to treat you the first time, they know from then on, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to do that. So your kids know, like, she ain't never checked me before. So that means I can just say whatever I want, do whatever I want. Um, and that's, I mean, that's family, friendships. You know, spouses, partners, all that type of shit. When you don't shut something down the first time, 
you just taught that person, oh, she ain't say nothing. So that means I can do it. So like you said, they're looking at you like, mom, I've been, I've been coming for you since I was freaking two. And you're like, yeah, but you grown. But they're like, girl, please. You, yeah. I already said all this to you. Yeah. Because I be saying something. They be like, I'm not getting smart. I'm like, yes, you are. Listen to your tone. <laughs> Listen to your voice. Shut up. <laughs> and I think it's ways to do it when they're younger that doesn't involve like you physically mm-hmm. punishing them. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's one of those things you definitely got to check when they young. So then that way when they start getting older, they know better. Right. Yeah. I don't know, y'all. I, I ain't having them. Parenting is ghetto. Very much so. Very ghetto. And I get it. Your child's a blessing. You're blessed. You love your kids. You'll die for your kids. All that stuff. I get it. I agree. But it's ghetto. But I agree with that. And there's also the same level, which they don't know, I guess. Whatever. There's the same level of certain respect. I got you another glass. There's the same level of respect that... There's the same level of respect that they have to give you as the parent, which a lot of kids don't come to the realization mm. until they're either beyond teenage years or yeah. right before. Like, and they're like, oh, I shouldn't treat my parent like that. So then you go through the teenage years and they're like, fine. But, or it's afterwards and they become adults and they're like, damn, I really put like my parents through some shit. I yeah. really want to like, I've been eager to have some type of event for parents. I like, like that idea. not just for co-parenting, but just like, Learning how to handle your kids in general because I'd be going crazy. If yeah. I was a literally a single mom, meaning like I had no dad in the picture, I don't know what I would do because it's so hard. Like when I said earlier, the whole situation that happened with my kid, it's and then I was I also listened to this episode of some podcast called Crime Junkie. Oh, I love that. Oh, love it. Yes, I love it. And they were talking about how, like, the a girl been missing for all these years, and people were saying, like, she's a bad mom, blah, 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 blah. You can do everything right. Talk yeah. to your kids every day, and they're still going to do what the fuck they want to do. Yeah. But in that moment, I'm like, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. My kid ran away. I can't find him. Now I got to put this on the internet. And I felt so embarrassed. Like, what am I doing wrong? But, like, I literally talk to my kid all the time about the dangers of, you know, being out there and talking to strangers, being on the internet and doing this and that. And they're still going to do what they want to do. And I was going to say that it's hard as a parent not to take things personal because you're thinking, like, well, I raised this human. I took care of this human. Mm -hmm. I taught this human everything, how to be, how to move, how to act. But you got to realize you're raising an individual and a person. They are going to have their own personality, their own way of viewing things, their own Mm -hmm. way of seeing things, regardless. So whatever you preach to them, talk to them, say to them, the older they get, the more they're forming an individuality where they go, oh, well, that, that situation makes sense to my mom. But it doesn't to me. So I'm going to move how I would move. Yeah. Because they're looking at you like, oh, she only telling me that because she my mom and she's been saying X, Y, and Z since I was a kid. So now that they're forming like an individuality, they think they can handle it the best, which they can't, but they don't know that. Yeah. So it's hard as a parent not to go, well, what the fuck? I did everything I could, everything I said right, everything I did right. Why are they acting like this? But again, you got to realize they're becoming their own person. So the only thing you can do as a parent is try to help you know, the best way you can, like you said, with the talking to them, sitting them down, having family meetings, giving them your experiences and saying, hey, this is why I can relate. I'm not just saying it to you because mm-hmm. you're my baby and I love you, of course. But guess what I went through? 
And my goal is to make your life better. And if they can't understand that that's their choice, their decision, which sucks Mm -hmm. because you can't stand back as a parent and go, well, you're going to fuck up your own life. I'll be over here. You know, so it's just hard. It's hard. And I think it's about a support system. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we talked about it privately when everything happened. Like, get around people that's going to encourage you and not be like, oh, how did you let this happen? Right. And this, that, mm-hmm. and the third. Mm-hmm. And get voice around other people outside of just you, you know, and just people who have kids in general. You know what I mean? Because right. sometimes kids feel like they can't talk to their parents. So right. thank God he has someone like a Kim. You know what I mean? And yeah. I hope he knows that he can call her. You know what I mean? So then that way it's just not like, because like you said, they're coming into their own, their their personalities are starting to form. They think they know everything, yeah. all of that. And it's just like, my mom don't know what she's talking about. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's still to this day, it'd be like, my mom don't know what she's talking right. about. And <laughs> sure enough, she'd be right. You know what I mean? She'd be so, right. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, it's just one of them things where it's just like, you got to know that you're doing your best and you have to lean on that, that at some point they are going to listen to you yeah. and take in all of the things that you've taught them and that you're guiding them in the right direction. And hopefully that's enough for them to be safe out here in this world as much as possible. Man. Okay. But yeah. Girl, I had that conversation with James because he started middle school. God. And at first I thought it was okay. And then when yeah. I went over there to talk to him, I literally broke out in tears. I'm like, just give me a hug. Just, the death trap. I just want you to be okay. Um, but me and his mom was talking about it and she's crying, of course. And I'm just like, he's going to be fine. Yeah. I'm like, if anything, either James is going to be, he's going to be one of those kids that's cool with everybody or he's just going to stick to himself. Right. I'm like, but James is fine. I'm like, even with the little personality traits that I've seen of him where it's like, like the whole cousin thing. That's, Girl. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he's a good kid and you just have to trust. We have to trust that, like, we've taught him well and that mm-hmm. he respects us enough to somewhat listen to what we tell him. Or that little voice of being said, like, well, my mom said. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that has mm-hmm. more influence than the kids that he's around and the things that he sees and right. all of that. But I've decided I'm not having no kids. Don't. I, don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> okay. So the next topic, and this one is a little, a little bit old, but mental health in the workplace. So relating back to Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles, they decided that they were not going to, well, Naomi Osaka decided that she was not going to attend any of the um, press conferences regarding the Olympics uh, because she wanted to sustain um, her mental health, mental wellness. And Simone Biles actually um, suffered from some kind of condition when she was out there that gymnasts get where they basically go blank midair. Like they don't know where they're at. They don't know what's going on. Like they're not coherent. Mm -hmm. And so she decided not to perform in some of the games or whatever. Mm -hmm. So what is um, your thoughts surrounding mental health in the workplace? I can speak on mine, but I don't know if I want to go first. Go ahead. Y'all know I have long extended ass answers. Um, So this is something for me that kind of touches home because I'm thankful to have a job that listens and cares. Um, it's kind of hard in the corporate world when you're going through something and like you can confide in like a manager, but like a supervisor, the CEO is kind of like, do your job. So for me, everything I do is entrepreneurial based. So I manage a salon. Um, and I remember breaking down probably a month, month and a half ago in the back break room 
And I remember just like telling my manager, like, bro, I cannot be here today. This has never happened to me before. So I just felt kind of like, I almost felt weak, which I shouldn't. But I almost felt like, bro, when have you ever gotten to a point where you can't perform? But her husband deals with a lot of mental health issues. So she brought it to me like I was in the back breaking down, like, I just need to talk to you for a second. And I started crying before I could even talk to her, answer her, whatever. Lo and behold, I didn't know I was going through a depression again for no reason. Because when you deal with major depressive disorder, they can just come up. They can just come about. Nothing can be wrong. They just come about. So I'm breaking down crying. And she's just like rubbing my back, supporting me like, babe, like what's wrong? Like, what are you, what's going on? What are you going through? And I said, I'm not gonna lie. I just cannot be here today. And I started naming off. I said, there's so much going on. I feel overwhelmed. And then I come here and the girls look at me and need X, Y, and Z. I said, it's just a lot. I just can't do it today. I said, and I feel bad because I've never been to a point where I can't do my job. But I also have never been to a point where I'm mentally aware. I was just living life thinking like, oh, I'm okay, but I'm sad today, but I'm okay. So for me, it's very, very, very important to recognize people's mental health without them abusing it. Mm -hmm. Now, if I start going into work every week, like, oh, I can't be here today. Life is hard. Like, no, I can't do that. But when I'm having a genuine sincere moment and they know what's on my plate because we talk to each other we know what's going on in our lives they can look at me and go oh and she literally was like you can you need to go home like go home for the day chill relax it's okay we'll see you tomorrow so for me being mentally prepared for things or mentally exhausted mentally overdone is a real thing and when you can't perform your job you're only hurting that company anyway So if I were to continue that day and I'm checking clients out, I'm handling our staff, I'm handling inventory and I've got this like cloud over me, they can see that. Mm -hmm. Then that trickles into them. Now they're talking to their clients a little bit off because their manager's off. So for me, it's very, very, very important to be mentally aware at work, in your household, in your friendships, whatever. Like me and my best friend Santana will literally tell each other like, yo, do you have the mental capacity right now? Because I got to tell you something. You know what I mean? Checking in with your friends before you're just like, bro, guess what so-and-so happened today? Or guess what I'm dealing with today? So I think it's important in the workplace because it's not talked about, mm-hmm. especially in the corporate industry because I've worked in it. It's not talked about. You're expected to show up, do your job, shut the fuck up, get it done, leave, deal with your shit when you get in your car. So for me, I'm grateful and thankful because I know corporate's not always like that. Super side note, but you got to glow. You're glowing. I'm sorry. I just was looking at you and I'm like, wow, she's glowing. Randy, thanks. Oh my God. So happiness to do for you. know you. I get emotional Crazy. when I'm freaking drunk. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, thanks, Randy. I love you. <laughs> I definitely agree with taking care of your mental health because these jobs don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. Okay? They will replace you in a hot minute. So, I'm thankful to have a job that's very flexible and, you know, can work around what I have going on with being a mother and things like that. I do wish that jobs had mental health days um, and provided more, like, sick time and time off and things like that. Because I know a lot of jobs don't. Like, again, thankful that I have a job that provides me a lot of vacation, sick time, personal days, whatever. But I wish more companies took mental health serious because, right. you know, when you're going through a lot, it's hard to show up and be motivated to go to work. Like I'm going through a phase now where I'm like not motivated to go to work when I'm at work. I feel depressed. I don't want to be there. I don't want to do anything. I don't know why, 
But I just wish that I was able to like have a few days off where I can just reset. Right. Um, but yeah, I I'm not slaving. I'm not being depressed and sad over no job. Like I'm just not doing it. If I feel like I need to quit tomorrow, I'm gonna fucking quit tomorrow. Yeah. So I used to work for a company where they had this um wellness room where like if you mm. just needed to take a moment, it was like a little bed in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, things where you can like play like music and you could I think take up to like 20 minutes or something in there and wow. you just let your manager know yeah which was like really dope beyond that like Kim you mentioned like depressive disorder and then like trying to work I've come to a realization of like I'm not gonna let work stress me out like right. I'm always been the type of person where like unless I was like crawling and couldn't get out the bed I was showing up to work even if I didn't feel yeah. good or whatever the case may be like I was going to work I was doing my job you know what I mean? And I can recall times where, like, I've literally been in a space where, like, I can't get my job done because I'm a wreck right. for whatever reason. And, like, I've learned now, like, take your days. Like, right. you let your PTO build up for what? Take your days. Right. You know what I mean? Even working from home, like, I've noticed, like, that's caused, like, an anxiety because we've been home for almost two years now. Um, That it's, like... I, it's so easy to just go get in my bed. So like right. I'll get up, I'll try to walk around my neighborhood or whatever case may be and then come back and work. But I definitely think like I respect what they did on such a large scale internationally like that, especially for black women, because mm. I feel like we literally carry like the weight of the world and yep. we're taught to just keep going, keep mm-hmm. going, keep going, keep going. Suck it up. And for them to have done that, I think it shows everyone, like, take the time that you need. Whether it's for your physical health, your mental health, whatever the case may be, take the time that you need. Mm-hmm. If the job, if your job can't understand that, maybe that's not the company It's not the for job you, for you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think it's important to be mindful of your mental health, especially in the workplace. Yeah. Because, like Darielle said... They don't care about you. They don't. And and I agree because I know that Root Insurance here in Columbus does that. They have like a flex room. And they kind of got the idea from uh, Google. Apparently Google has like a flex room out in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and it literally is for that purpose that Brandy was talking about. You just go out there, you take a minute, 20, 30 minutes, you let your manager know, and then you go back into it. Um, but I will say for me personally, when I was seeking jobs, dollar amount was never a big ticket for me. It was, am I happy? Mm-hmm. Am I not stressed out? Am I satisfied? Do I love it here? Am I great? Mm-hmm. Now, I want a dollar amount that's going to keep me comfortable 100%. But, and this is something my dad instilled in me because he's a teacher. They don't make shit. But he loves his job. Something I said at the beginning of the show. He loves his job and will die for it. For me, I love the salon. I love it. Do I get stressed out? Yes. Do I have hard days? Yes. But that's only 10% of the job. Mm-hmm. That's it. 10% of the job. Versus when I was in these corporate places and in real estate, every fucking day I was drained. I was drained. And I'm like, damn, now I get to go home for about four hours before I go to sleep. I got to wake up tomorrow and do it again for eight hours. I'm not doing it. So for me, it's very important to me that any and every job I have, which my boss has made it clear to me, even if I move state, she's like, you will always have a position here. We will find you on whatever it is. Even if it's remotely being like an assistant, we will find you a job. For me, I am in, I'm about to have my degree in six months. I will still be at Tame Salon, managing Tame Salon. Like, <laughs> and I have a bachelor's, but it's because I believe in 
quality of work life. And that's something they teach you. And it's ironic to me. They teach it to you in college, but then you're expected to pick up these corporate jobs that don't care about you when you get out. And they teach you, this is something I learned from Columbus State to Ohio Dominican. Quality of work life, quality of work life, quality of work life. Y'all teach that shit, but then expect us to hop in something where it doesn't happen. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, I, I remember telling my class before COVID happened and they had to shut everything down and go online. I remember telling them I'm actually grateful and thankful that like, I don't have to worry about not being heard in my position. Yeah. If I'm struggling mentally, physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, or... I think this is off about the job. I think this is off about the job. When I present it to them, they go, oh, let me consider that. Let me fix it. Let me take care of it. Not, oh, we'll bring it to the board. I'm so thankful I have a boss now that's like that. Like she literally, when I went out of town, I told her, I was like, hey, Spirit has been canceling flights left and right. I book with them. I'll keep you posted. She was like, I was like, I'll even take my laptop. She's like, girl, don't take that laptop. She girl. was like, just keep <laughs> enjoy your she life. She's like, keep me posted. Yeah. We'll accommodate. You know what I mean? If yeah. you can't log in and your flight is canceled. I'll, we'll make it work. Right. I came back, like she arranged the work day so that my load would be a little less because she knew that my flight didn't get back till 1 a.m. that night. Wow. And I worked the next day. And she's all, like, she's always like checking in, like, how are you doing? Do you need anything? Do you need a day? Like, mm-hmm. she's yeah. very accommodating in that way. And I'm so thankful for that because you yeah. don't get a lot of bosses that are like that. You don't. Especially when it comes to women. Like, I've right. always, my experience have all, has always been more pleasant with male bosses. Mm. Um, well, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like the performative thing, like where you're just expected to like go above and beyond or whatever, because, right. you know, you don't want to be considered like, oh, you're a woman and you can't do or you, whatever. But like, she's been very accommodating in that way. And I appreciate her. That's awesome. So much. Yeah. But yes. I um, don't know who fought for us to work, but I didn't <laughs> ask for this. <laughs> I didn't want it. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask to do this. I didn't shit. want it. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> yeah. Like burnout yeah. is real. Yeah. yeah. Like burnout is so real. I, I try to like when I go on vacation, like I try to tell everybody at the club, like, look, I wanna be on vacation. Please don't alive. text me. Don't text me. Please don't call me. Like yeah. my my best friend bullies me for that because since I've been a kid, like, especially because I've been assisting um, the club owner for like six years we would be i mean at a day party enjoying our lives and i'm like and she's like get off your phone and stop working yeah you know what i mean so i agree it's important to take those mental like yo when i'm on vacation i'm on vacation yeah. when it's my off day it's my off day please don't message me on my off day and it's hard and you know this being in management it's hard being in management because somebody may have a question why they're at work but it's your off day so they have to seek you and you're kind of like, mm, I don't really want to be seeked right now. Right. So it's, it's, it's hard. It's a balance. And like, even if you're not in management, like personally, my group chat blows up all day, every day. And I'm like, it's my off day. Stop listen, to me. I'm a mom. And when I'm on vacation, the last vacation I went out to my kids, listen, if you ain't dying, don't, don't call, call me. me. Yeah. <laughs> Period. And it was a vacation for my birthday, so you can call me and tell me happy birthday. But other than that, do not. And call even if you die, call right. your daddy. Okay. Because <laughs> I ain't gonna be able to get I, to you in time anyway. Anyway, like, like, do, fly home. I have literally had to learn because, like, I feel like my kids' dad—they're so used to me dropping everything that I'm doing for my kids or a situation. I'm like, y'all gotta figure it out. Right. I, I gotta to figure, figure it out. out. Yeah. yeah. Figure it out. Don't call me. Don't hit me up. I don't want to hear it. Don't stress me out. No. Right. Yeah, I agree. 
So I ain't doing that for them kids. I ain't doing it for my job. <laughs> you got to put yourself first. People think that's wrong to say, but I believe in being selfish when it comes to yourself as far as taking mm-hmm. care of yourself. Yeah. Be selfish with self-care. Yeah. I 100% believe in that because you can't deliver if you're not delivering for yourself. For sure. I agree 100%. Period. So ladies, with that being said, I think that we can wrap this up. Rapiana. Um, to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Thank you for being with us because, yeah, yeah, been the a wine. long time. The wine is show. It definitely <laughs> is. I'm tired now. Um, yeah. So again, <laughs> Danielle, stop looking at me. <laughs> she looked at you when you were talking. She was just like, <laughs> oh, "No, look, I peeped. I didn't want to say no, but her eyes was like." And I didn't want to say that, but I was about to be like, dog, I see it in your soul, you lit. <laughs> it's your fault. It's okay. I like it here. Enjoyed it. It's fine. But no, guys, don't forget again to follow us on our social media. Our Instagram is Take Control Podcast. Our Twitter is Take Control Pod. And our Facebook group is Take Control Podcast. Again, email us, DM us, text us. Well, don't text me. You can text Daria if you her number. <laughs> She's finna change it, so don't hit us up in the Instagram. She said it. I didn't. <laughs> um, send us topic ideas. Ask us some questions. We want to be more interactive with you guys. Um, but yes, we will see you. I was saying... We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably going to be two weeks, but we'll holler at you. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye. Bye, Yana.